All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This episode is part of a series in which I will be interviewing experts in the field of property, whether purchasing a family home or an investment. The series is designed to assist you in making better and smarter property decisions. When building a house or undertaking any type of property development, a town planner is a crucial part of that process. Um, A lot of people don't know what a town planner exactly does. In those that do, don't always understand some of the other things that a town planner can do. So today I've invited Vasily Stamis, the director of VMS Town Planning, and also of a cool little web-based app called PropCheck, which we'll get into a bit later as well, um, to talk about this topic. Um, Vasily, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me to be uh, part of this podcast. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's you know when I think town planning, I think of you, and it's um, you know to, to those that haven't heard of town planning. You know, can you sort of start off maybe by just explaining what a town planner actually is? Yeah, no, no problems at all. Um, I guess town planning it, it covers a, a range of things um, at different levels of of government. So, really broadly, uh, we can just look at uh, what they call strategic town planners, and they normally work for councils or, or state governments, and they look at like the really higher order stuff, big picture things that the everyday person may or may not be aware of, and, and they're looking at more overall city plans, uh, regional plans, state plans, all that really big overarching stuff um, where the majority of, I guess, town planners work in and what more people might be, uh, I might understand what a town planner is, is is in development assessment. So that is someone that's working, you know, on particular sites, individual sites or, or, com- or uh, you know, combination of a couple parcels. Um, and you would go to a town planner to work out, you know, hey, what can I do with this property? Are there any are there any problems or, or things I need to be aware of, such as say flooding, easements? You know, is is the building character or heritage protected? Um, you know, where, where are the services, sewer, water, storm water, all, all those physical things and those um, all those aspects of development that you need to understand before you, you know, proceed with a, a development that you might want to do. Um, and there's typically two two sides of that story. So you've got a private town planner like myself who would normally help home buyers, builders, developers, depending on the scale of development. Um, and then you've got the town planners within council or state government that um, assess a proposal. So for example, really simply, um, if we've got a block of land, you know, I can help you understand the zoning and all the rest of it. You may want to do, say, a two-lot subdivision. Um, so initially I would get involved to let you know whether you could do it or not. Then if we say, okay, there's opportunity to do this type of development, um, these are the things we need to consider along the way. This is the process. Um, and then we'd put a, a development application together, uh, and then submit that to council for approval. So, um, then from there I'd be negotiating and talking with the council town planners, 
um, to come to an outcome and more often than not um, to, to get it approved. Um, and then from there, um, there's a few other things that happen post-approval um, to then carry out that development. So I know it's it, it's always the age-old question and even in our industry, it's, it's really hard to just put it in a couple of words, what is a town planner? Because we do so much, but I guess my best uh, way of describing it is, you know, we project manage and advise uh, on developments on properties. Yeah, because uh, I see a, a big part, I mean, for me personally, even I'm um, just from experience, a big part in engaging a town planner is that initial process. Like when you're looking at something that even you're thinking of buying um, and you, you think, okay, well, I mean, could I build a two-story house on it? Could I subdivide it one day? Um, is it going to be easy to build on it, especially if there's no house there at the moment? Because there's so many things to it. Like there's, you know, is there enough sewage, enough water? Is it sloping? Is it is it flood affected? All, all these different things. And um, I mean, I know a lot of people can call like the council and the council can normally help with a few of these things. Um, but I mean, what is the difference between someone just talking to the council themselves um, or engaging someone like you? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's obviously lots of things to consider um, pre, pre-purchase if you've got an idea of, of in the future developing the property or even if you just want to understand, you know, hey, does my property flood? Um, are there easements on the property? How does that affect me? Uh, where is the sewer? You know, I might just want to do an extension to the house um, or put a pool in. And, and you know, understanding where things are on the property will actually dictate if you can or can't do those sort of things. So um, just say it's really simply putting a pool in the backyard. Um, if there's a sewer line running across that part of the property you wanted to put the pool, uh, that's sort of a red flag. That's, you know, depending on how it is and everything, but there's more likely than not you wouldn't be able to put a pool in that location. Um, I guess going to council is is probably a good step, but typically when you call up council or go to the front desk, um, they can only really give really broad general advice and especially about a development because they don't have all the information uh, of what you want to do and, 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 and part of the assessment to give you enough information back. So they give really broad advice and where a private town planner like myself would, would, would be uh, more beneficial is you can come to us, um, we can talk through what you want to do on the property, uh, we can provide all that information about you know easements, character, flooding, what the zone is, how high you can build, all those types of things, and then help you even through the design process and then give that um, bit more reassurance um, that, hey, this thing could get approved by council. Let's put all the correct information together uh, and package it up and lodge it to council. And that's typically when council will want to look at it. And and that's why some people do get frustrated going, going to the front door at council and come out of it saying, well, that wasn't really helpful because they didn't give me enough information. But um, they typically want to give that general information up front because they don't have all the information themselves of, of what you do want to do. So private town planners, yeah, is is for me obviously always the first step, um, understanding even pre, pre-purchase is really important and not a lot of people uh, always do that. Um, typically it's like let's secure the property and then a couple of years later, hey, we're thinking of doing this. And it that can be risky uh, because without knowing about the property, um, you may or may not be able to do what you want to do on it and you've already then committed to it. So it can help purchasing decisions. And 
I will just jump in there and and just say I've also um, developed this. Uh, I guess you could call it an app. It's a web based app. It's called Prop Check. So it's a fully automated town planning uh, and property development platform, uh, which you know you can search the address and um, it actually spits out all this information we're talking about from zoning, flooding, heritage, character, where all the services are, bushfire, and and, and so much more. Um, in a nice, easy to read report, has all the information there, and and it, and it downloads within five to ten minutes. So it's it's very quick, very efficient, um, and it shows you all that initial information up front. That if you were looking to develop down the track, or had an idea, or just wanted to understand your property a bit better, it's a quick, easy tool um, to be able to to do that before you purchase, and it and it can um, help your purchasing decision. You might have uh, plans to do something with the property and before you even buy it, you could use PropCheck as a tool to say, okay, well, I can't actually do this on this property. Let's go find a property I can do this on or, hey, that's great. I know what I can do on this property. I know um, the constraints or if there aren't any constraints, it's it's great. Um, And it just helps. I've found that it's helped people be more informed and, and, and help them be more uh, confident in buying as well in the, in the purchasing decision. So sorry to go off, off topic a little bit, but that's sort of another avenue and another product that I've actually, uh, I offer. Um, it's separate to, to VMS town planning, but we work in conjunction, you know, in parallel with each other. And it's, yeah, I found it a really good tool and, and, and some of my clients have found it a really good tool helping to find, you know, sites suitable for what, what they want to do. No, it makes so much sense because the thing is, I also see the value if you're, for example, looking at two different blocks um, to where if they're sort of about the same price, you sort of like each one just as much as the other, you know, especially if they're in different locations, you know, a report like that um, or talking to someone like you makes a humongous difference because at least you might be able to find out something about one block that the other one doesn't have, for example, or, you know, or like what you said if somebody has plans if they if they're buying a block to build a particular house which is of a particular color um made up of some you know with a particular facade and whatever that may be contradictory to what they're allowed to actually do as well yeah that's so. that's that's correct like really simply you could be looking at two properties one could be in a in a low density residential zone which is you know for normal uh sort of houses and one could be in a character residential zone and your plan might be to knock down the house and rebuild um, or even just to renovate the house. Um, they could be side by side in the street or across the road, um, but that zoning would would um, dictate the type and style of house or whether you can even knock down that house to rebuild. So in a character zone, uh, there's you know traditional character elements that need to be met um, and more often than not, they would need to get a council for approval. So even renovations on character homes, uh, or even if you wanted to try and knock knock it down and rebuild, um, one, you may not be able to knock it down. Uh, two, if you were able to, um, the new house would have to still fit those character elements. Uh, you, we couldn't go and build, for example, you know, a big uh, two-story brick house with, you know, columns and all the rest of it. <laughs> um, and where on that other block, you, you would be able to do that because there's none of that uh, restrictions to you know, types of materials, roof forms, roof, roof shapes, all those sort of character elements. So they could be side by side, they could be across the street, but it's, you know, it's very important to understand 
that the zoning or, or other overlays uh, like like a character overlay might dictate what you can and can't do there. So um, unfortunately, um, I hear it all the time. It's, oh, hey, they did this next door. Why can't I do it? And, and with town planning and development, it is site by site based. Um, sure enough, as an overall, okay, if they did that next door, there may be opportunity to do the same thing. But even if the zoning was the same and you were able to do the same as next door, there, there might be other factors, you know, sewer running down down the back somewhere, easements affecting your your area you could build on the property. Um, same with, with flooding aspects or other, you know, trees that may not be able to be cut down and, and all of a sudden that affects uh, what you can and can't do on the property. So um, it's very important for each property site by site basis to, you know, talk to a town planner and, and work out what you can and can't do. And if you have an idea of what you want to do, you know, I would be, you know, recommending engaging a town planner before you purchase to to work out if that's even feasible or possible. And if not, then at least you're aware you haven't outlaid and purchased that property and you can go find one that, um, you know, suits that criteria of, of what you want to do. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Yeah, because I mean, because buying a block, apart from the emotional, you know, energy and the time involved, um, it could cost you a lot of money if you bought a block and then basically just had to sell it straight away. Because you know yeah. you've got stamp duty, lawyer fees. There's, I mean, just that in itself. If you bought something and sold it, it's oh, you know, it's exactly. it's not a cheap exercise. I was going to ask you, what are some other big mistakes that you've seen? Yeah, um, typically, yes. Uh, just going off the back of that one um, is people having an idea of what they want to do on a particular on a particular property and doing everything but engage a town planner and get that initial advice from drawing up plans, purchasing the property. And probably the worst ones is actually going ahead and, you know, just say it's an extension or something, doing doing it, I guess, without approval. Uh, that could be very costly. So one, it, it might not even be zoned correctly. Two, you've already outlaid the money and purchased the property. And three, actually carrying out what you wanted to do, um, you know, council can then step in and say, hang on a minute, you don't have approval for that. One, go and get approval for it and submit an application, which is always harder, especially if there's some things they don't like that you've already done. You know, they could turn around and say to you, well, no, we we don't want that in this zone or on this property. You'll have to remove that. So then you've got to demolish or partially demolish um, part of a building so it's a very, it can be a very costly exercise um, to go down that track and not understand what you can or can't do with the property. So, you know, it might be an hour of your time talking to a town planner, uh, but it can save you a whole lot of dollars at the back end and a, and a whole lot of uh, headaches. So obviously without naming names and everything like that, I have experienced um, one where someone's come to me after the fact, wanted to put their business in, in, on this property um, have undertaken, I guess, illegal extensions. And my advice, if if like they came to me beforehand, was would have been to not purchase a property. One, it's not zoned correctly, and it's something that council would highly unlikely, you know, not approve. Uh, hi- highly likely not approve. And two, you know, extending the building without the correct permits is one, it's illegal, can get fined. Uh, I'm not sure if they did. I would imagine they did. If 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 
when council got involved. And then it just creates a really big mess um, that's, you know, just going to be costly to get out of. And you obviously have to end up, council can make you close down the business, I guess, or, or, or stop operating, cease operations from that premises. So it, it's just a costly exercise that um, it's it's not worth cutting corners. And it's like in any industry, it, you I guess if you're cutting corners or, or doing things cheaply to cut corners, it, it more often than not does catch up to you. So it's always beneficial to get that advice up front. Um, and, you know, that advice at a, at a at a small fee and a small part of part of your day uh, at time out of your day could save you a whole lot of money and time and headaches you know down the track yeah i agree because it's again it's it's one of those things it's like anything planning for something and ju- doing the due diligence and the preparation um, is a lot better than just going with the flow and just hoping it's going to work out because um, I can only imagine the stress of, you know, building something and being told by council, ah, you shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, knocking down a building and finding out you shouldn't have done that either. Or, um, or, or again, even just buying a block and then finding out you can't use it for what you wanted to use it for. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we're not talking about small amounts of money. It's, it's yep. properties, you know, it's large amounts of money people outlaying, um, and, and all the rest of it on top that goes with development. Um, you know, it, it, it could yeah, it, it could affect lots of people and businesses quite significantly that, you know, they might need to shut down or, or whatever else. It's just really not worth uh, doing that without getting the correct advice up front. And, and I've talked to council before about blocks before in the past. And um, you, you are right. Like the, you, you get there, you turn up, you talk to them. Um, like um, they want to help you, don't get me wrong. But yep. there's, it's very limited with what they can tell. Like they can only show you information. If you say, okay, I want to do this. They'll be like, oh, look, I can't answer that question. You have to, you know, submit this to this person. And that person sends you back like a really general, vague answer. Yep. And then... Um, or you get told certain terms and you're like, what does that mean? And then they'll sort of explain it, but they won't explain the other term. And, you know, so I guess having someone like you and that, you know, if having someone like you in the corner of the person buying a yeah. house, it does help. And you mentioned negotiating as well with the council. So is that just essentially talking to the town planner at the council to just, you know, to translate what they're trying to say or what they're trying to do or achieve? Yep. It, it can be a combination of things. So like um, very simply um, working out what you can and can't do. But once we pull that documentation together um, and submit it to council, there may be things say where, because it's not necessarily black and white. Most town planning schemes are uh, performance-based solutions. So they want to see, it's not just yes or no. They want to see good design outcomes, good planning outcomes. And I guess that's probably the key role of a town plan is to kind of facilitate good outcomes. You know, we council is you shouldn't be, I guess, painted as the enemy, so to speak. You know, we need good town planners, good private town planners and good council town planners would work really well together in achieving an outcome that one is commercially viable for, for the client, but also and, and achieving something, you know, the highest and best use and the best, I guess, yield for, for the client, but also something council is and the community can be proud of and, and, and happy and, and want to see in the city. So it's all about, when I say negotiating, it's all about, I guess, uh, more so collaborating, working together with council and achieving the best possible outcome for, for the community, but also, you know, feasible for, for the client to actually go and then carry out that development, build, build that building or subdivide that block. 
performance-based outcomes, just really simply, let's just say a two-lot subdivision and it's 800 square meters, but the frontage width is only 19, 19 meters. Typically, you need 10-meter frontage width um, to comfortably fit a house on that block, so two 400s. I guess a negotiation or, or a discussion with council would be, hey, the block's big enough, but the frontage isn't quite big enough. We're, we're short by um, half a meter on each block. So we need 20, we've got 19, so nine and a half each. This is examples of houses that can can fit on a nine and a half meter frontage. And this is the type of house and style that we can go for. This is still how it's uh, achieving everything else. You know, the, the, the car parking can work. Um, the setbacks um, are achievable. All the services can be connected, all those other things. And the only non-compliant, so to speak, would be the width of the property where we can demonstrate that all those other bits and pieces can be achieved and it's still a really good outcome. Um, that's where that negotiation comes in to, to get approved a reduced uh, frontage width uh, of, of a block. So that's where we can sort of help push the boundaries and um, and it's not always just pushing the boundaries to get as much as you can because that's not always going to work, but it's going to be pushing the boundaries to get that little bit more, but still something where it's still a good outcome and still something council are happy with, um, but also achieves you a better outcome than what you first might have thought you could get. So that's that's one example. One example there. Does that make sense? I know it's a bit. Yeah, it definitely does. It's about yeah. having like a balance, really, between what Correct. the council's trying to do and they're trying to make sure people won't stuff things up and make the city look like a circus, um, and trying to also give the landowner the respect and um, the, the rights they deserve to be able to develop their block and to build what they want to build. That's right. Yeah, because if it was all on council, they'd make it black and white. And then everything will look the same. Yeah, <laughs> they yep. put it back on the owners or the developers or the builders to say, "Okay, show us what you're proposing. Show us how it fits the planning scheme. Doesn't have to fit, you know, tick and flick, but show us overall how this is. Even though it's not meeting the tick and flick sort of uh, requirements, show us a performance based solution, a, a site specific solution that looks amazing." And that we're going to be happy with, and the community are going to say, "Well, that's a really good outcome for the area." So that's that's sort of what it's all about. Yep. No, that makes a lot of sense, Vasily. And and also, can, can I ask if anybody wants to get in contact with you, or they want to learn more about PropCheck, um, what's the best way for them to do that? To get in contact with me for any sort of town planning development advice, or or, or if you want to get help with your property, um, the best way to reach out is uh, probably. My website, vmstownplanning.com.au. Um, and likewise, with, with PropCheck, uh, propcheck.com.au. Um, and PropCheck, you can jump on there. You can sign up for free. It's no problems at all. Um, and you can search for your address and it's, you know, a um, pay per report or there's different subscription um, options as well to, to find out uh, more about your property. Yeah, fantastic. And also um, what I'll do in the description of this episode, I'm going to put a link as well to the um, to, to those two sites as well. So if anybody wants to find it, it's just easier to click on the link as well. Yep. No, that sounds great. Yeah. And uh, lastly, um, I'd like to finish off um, with the dad joke. So we've got dad joke of the of the week, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> so I hope you're ready. Um, I did actually. I did some uh, 
I'm, I'm a dad myself. Oh, sweet. No. So you've got that. You've got one ready. I've got one ready, and I was probably uh, spitting dad jokes out before I was a dad. So <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I've heard the same. Um, but um, no, it's it's a really good joke. But the problem is, uh, um, it, it was actually about construction. Um, but I, I still need to work on it. Oh, you have you got a joke? That was the joke. <laughs> it's, oh, a no. joke. it's it's you got, it's you a joke me. about construction. Got, but I still, still need to work on, on it. it. <laughs> All right, now time for yours. Just figured oh, I even said anything. I was I was pretty good. I, okay, uh, <laughs> mine's not as subtle as that. Uh, did you hear about the cheesecake factory that exploded in France? No, debris is everywhere. Debris is everywhere. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's great. That is awesome. Oh, they're uh, so good. They're so good. Yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, your little how was your little one? Uh, he's almost one. Yeah. Almost one. Okay. So, I mean, you know, give him a year or two and he'll, he'll understand the dad jokes better and appreciate them, hopefully. Oh, I'm sure he'll be uh, face palming himself when, I, oh, when yeah. he hears them. <laughs> Come on, dad. Guaranteed. I mean, that's <laughs> the whole that? point. That's exactly. literally the whole exactly. point. Exactly. Should I try and embarrass him, right? <laughs> oh, man. Vasily, thank you so much for your time, mate. I appreciate it so much. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I hope everyone who listens to this episode gets some sort of inspiration or direction um, next time they're looking at building or developing property so again thank you so much thanks michael thanks for having me on and um yeah appreciate it thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.